Hi guys, this is Vidas and Rusha. Let's start episode number 80 of Ask Vidas and Rusha podcast. Today's question was sent by Ugo Chukov and uh, he wants to know about enharmonic transposition. He writes, why do I need to know the rules for enharmonic transposition if the notes sound the same? So, Osha, oh my God. this is a question uh, about harmony. And first, let's explain for people what is enharmonic transposition. Well, in general, enharmonic means that it sounds the same, but it's written in a different manner. For example, F-sharp and G-flat. That's the same note on the keyboard, but it's different, you know, in a score. But, you know, when question like this rises, I just would like to ask Ugochukwu if he knows, for example, the circle of fifths. Mm, it's hard to tell. I think uh, he doesn't. But, 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 but... but Maybe he, he has heard about the concept, but if you tell him, please, you know, tell us exact order of keys, right? I, I wouldn't count on it. Well, you know, if you don't know what the harmonic means and you know how to do like a harmonic modulation, it means that theoretically you cannot not realize the music you are playing, especially if you are playing like romantic music and modern music. Because look what happen, happens in the circle of fifths if you cannot change, you know, keys harmonically. You go, for, let's say, from C major, which has zero accidentals. Then you go to a fifth above, you have G major with one sharp, and then D major with two sharps, A major with three sharps, E major with four sharps. Then you go to B major with five sharps, and then you come to the... F sharp major with six sharps. In this place, you should have to change harmonically to G flat. And then you would start moving into the direction of the flats by omitting one of the flats. But if you wouldn't do that, so instead of uh, D flat major, you would receive C sharp major and then G sharp major. How many sharps do you have with C sharp major? You have seven, and that's the most you can have in music. Mm -hmm. Because other, the other keys, other sharp keys from moving up from C-sharp major would have uh, double sharps. And we don't use that. We don't create keys like this, you know, in the real music. You could do that theoretically, but you could have the key of G-sharp major, but it would have six sharps and one double sharp. Mm -hmm. And then D sharp major, we have like five sharps and two double sharps. That's no artificial keys. We don't use those in music. So, for example, yes, F sharp and G flat sounds the same, but we have completely different musical meanings. You have to specify a little bit that G sharp and F, G flat and G sharp F or F-sharp and G-flat flat, yes. sound the same 
on the keyboard that is tuned in a equal temperament. Yes, but let's not go now to the like historical temperaments. Just focus on this, on mm-hmm. the equal temperament. For example, look, let's say if you are in the key of, well, G minor, for example, and you have like a dominant seventh chord, D, F sharp, A, and C. Could you write in a music like G flat? No, because it would not make any sense. Why? Well, because, you know, in the key of G minor, it would be like first scale degree lowered. And we don't do that. Why? That's inappropriate. That's simply, you know, you could not tell in math like that 2 plus 2 equals 3 because it equals 4. So this is the same. There are just like a general rules. Oh, it's like uh, a sun uh, revolving around the moon or the earth. Yes. <laughs> or vice versa. I always forget. And, for example, if you have an interval like C to F, that's, uh, that's a fourth, yes. And you invert them, you have F and C, that's the fifth. That's how it works. That's just a math. And the same, you know, with this harmonic things. Is it a rule or a law? I would say that's a law. In uh, tonal music? Yes, in tonal music. You have music. to specify which yes, kind of music. Yes, in tonal music. But look, that tonal music... It goes all the way from Middle Ages to, you know, like 20th century. And even in 20th century, mm-hmm. most of composers, you know, still bases their music on, you know, on, on these laws. There was, a, or we can say still is, but uh, uh, a number of composers who don't adhere to the, to the rules of tonal harmony, right? And they treat any pitch of the chromatic scale as a tonic. Well, yes, there like are exceptions, but but for example, look, if you have composition, let's say, uh, which home key is D flat major, and you know, if composer will start to to confuse this key D flat major with, for example, C sharp major that are harmonically the same, yes? Mm-hmm. You just will not be able to learn it. It's like uh, sometimes when I play a composition or improvisation on uh, on my keyboard, which is uh, uh, connected to the computer through Sibelius program, let's say, and notes appear on the screen right away with weird syncopations, perhaps. I have to clean it up later. But, you know, what I improvise could be written down right instantly. And if I play in some kind of mode, uh, tonal mode, major, minor, very simple and understandable, sometimes certain flat or certain sharp gets mixed up with Sibelius. And instead of uh, D sharp, they will write E flat. Suddenly, in, uh, let's say, D minor, you know, piece. Instead of D sharp, I would get E flat. It's weird. D, sh- D flat uh, 
is not present in 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 D minor. So yeah, that's yeah. the the that's why we need to know what fits together, what what works together in each key, so that you could respell it harmonically if you need it. Sure. And because, you know, we are organists, usually the texture that we play is so thick, it's based on a functional harmony, where, you know, you cannot avoid knowledge of chords and knowing what, what fits together and what does not fit. So then it makes a big difference if you are having F sharp or, you know, G flat. And while learning new pieces, the more you know, you know, theoretically about, about composition, about how the pieces put together, about all those chords, the easier it will be for you to learn it. And, you know, when I received question like this, I would suggest for that person really take, you know, music very seriously. Mm -hmm. You really need it. Because otherwise, uh, I don't think that uh, if you know, if you are theoretically well-educated, I don't think that such a question would, you know, rise at all. Usually, you know, kids in, in my school in like 6th or 7th grade may ask questions like this. Teenagers who want to challenge you. Yes, yes, yes. Who think they're smarter than you. That's right. Right. So, so guys, um, we can recommend, of course, starting uh, with our um, basic chord workshops and uh, learning circle of keys and uh, any other courses in our music theory and or harmony collection. Um, but this really helps you to grow as an organist in the long run, right? You will know how the pieces put together. You will know what the notes on the music sheet mean. What composer was thinking when he or she created that masterpiece that you're playing right now? That's true. Because, you know, in life you can teach different things to different, you know, creatures. For example, a bear can ride a bike. You know, I have seen it in the circus. Yeah. But, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's not the same with the human beings. We have brains, you know, and we can make decisions and write decisions. And we can, you know, teach other people to ride a bike. I don't think a bear could teach, you know, other bears, other bears to ride a bike. Exactly. So I think knowing what you are doing and, and understanding things is, you know, it's uh, what separates us, you know, from other mammals. So just, you know, use your potential. Yeah, and teach other people how to ride a bike. Excellent. Please, guys, send us more, more of your questions. And uh, remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. <laughs>